0: The call on the ice stands. we got to go. To colors. We are set to go. Let's roll, boys. Man. Let's get going. We are kicking. Here we go. Oh, guys, five minutes each for fighting. Watch the blue. Play the puck. We're it. Hey.
1: After further review, it's the Scouting the Rest podcast. Yeah, baby. Here's your hosts, Todd Lewis and Josh Smith.
0: Okay, gentlemen, play
1: ball. Let's go. All right, guys. Let's drop the puck.
0: Josh, I'm almost hoping that the Morgan-Riley news cycle goes for, you know, another week. I mean, this is the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving for our podcasts and other media hosts, because the 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 hilarity that has ensued over the last week has been, well, something to shake your head at, quite frankly. Oh,
1: man, it, it just doesn't end. It carries through. First, we had the incident, and we got to debate that. And then we had the suspension, and we got to debate that. And
0: now, apparently, we've got an appeal. So it. <laughs> <laughs> Never ends. It's going to lead right nicely into the trade deadline, I think. <laughs> right. So there's we're going to have a bit of overlap and things will just move along and we'll get to March 8th before <laughs> we even know this is yeah this is the scouting the Refs podcast please make sure you're following us on the social channels the app formerly known as twitter now known as x and instagram you'll find josh at scouting the refs and i am also on twitter slash x slash instagram at todd lewis sports okay coming up on this week's episode after review it's not you sticks finds the Morgan Riley news cycle wait the play is not quite over yet ah uh, we had another one of those let's uh let's deal with the monetary items first matt grizzlick of the boston bruins find $5000 apparently that is the maximum allowed under the collective bargaining agreement for his spear of washington capitals forward max Pacioretty. and i watched this a few times and I said, ouch to myself every time I watched it. And you can understand why after, after viewing the discomfort of Max Pacioretty.
1: Oh yeah, this is uh man, he just jabs him right in there and it's, it, it's well-deserved. I mean, spearing is something that I think is called less frequently than it should be. Uh, it's something that the NHL comes down pretty hard on the rules around spearing require a double minor. If you attempt to spear and miss, you get a major penalty if you make contact. And if they're injured, it's a match penalty. So you're looking at major in a game anytime you make contact, which he clearly did here. So well-deserving of an ejection and, and well-deserving of a fine.
0: I thought it could have been a suspension as as opposed to or in addition to a fine. I, I watched the, the broadcast as well, and I heard the, we'll call it the explanation of, Oh, he was just trying to get his stick in between <laughs> Pacioretty's legs to make well, sure he knew where he was. And I thought, yeah, not sure I'm really buying that excuse.
1: I mean, he did.
0: <laughs> well, eventually <laughs> he, he,
1: he certainly did. But I'm, I'm with you, Todd. If it came down to suspendable plays for spearing, this is one. We're so far away from the puck. The puck's out the zone, or at least at the blue line on its way out of the zone. There's nothing going on here where you can say it was a stick lift that inadvertently resulted in that. It is just a clear, he goes in with the stick just below waist high, he jabs, and I'm with you. I could see a suspension for this one just because it is so far removed from where the puck is, where the play is, and everything else.
0: There was one other fine that was levied by the National Hockey League, and that went to Boston Bruins goaltender Linus Olmark, for high-sticking Tampa Bay Lightning forward Michael Isomont during the game this past week. Um, The incident occurred in the third period, and there was no penalty called. I didn't catch this as I was watching the the game, but, yeah, I can understand why Allmark is a little lighter in the wallet after this.
1: Well, look, the guy's going to be frustrated, right? He just gets rolled over. Isomont hits him. It's a shoulder to the head. There's no penalty on him for that. Nothing coming from crashing the crease, and I don't think Shattenkirk, I mean, he's contacting him. He's not really pushing him in. But y- you don't blame the goaltender for being frustrated here. Obviously, it's this is one of those you can't do that kind of moments. But I don't know, Todd. This this felt like a, a nothing kind of situation there. I mean, he's he's taking a whack at him. It's barely glancing off the back of his head. It's it one of those things where it's not a guy going into the corner and head hunting. It's you knocked me on my back, and I'm I'm just swinging my stick at you. So I suppose a fine is warranted anytime you get a stick up. But I I, I really. <laughs> Can't fault Olmark for this one. I, I've been in that position. And uh, when you're getting steamrolled by an opposing player who's not getting penalized for it, it is frustrating.
0: Protecting the crease. I, I understand that. And I yeah. guess the, the fine really comes because it's a goalie stick and it's not just a, a, a player stick with a glancing blow. It's those those goalie sticks and blockers do some significant damage.
1: Yeah, It, it would do more damage, a lot more weight behind it. Uh, and especially you mentioned the blockers. We know that punches, if you're throwing with a with a blocker, a punch that is intended to injure, uh, you're looking at a major penalty. You're looking at match penalty there, so it's it's something that's more severely treated and uh, absolutely can do more damage. But I don't know. I I'm okay with the fine. Anytime you get a stick up like this, that's an intentional hit to the guy's head. But this one was a uh, pretty light as far as contact, so nothing more than the five thousand
0: dollars. Just as an aside, do you ever throw a punch without it an intent to injure? <laughs> I'm Just mean, wondering.
1: You're, Yeah, I guess from a league standpoint, there's definitely a difference with intent to injure on uh, throwing a blocker punch. You might be just in a scrum with guys. You're getting your hands up. I mean, you've got the blocker on your hand already, so it's not like you can throw a punch without it. Um, You're not going to toss your glove off at that point as a goaltender if there's people coming in. But I I would defer to, say, a Ron Hextall-type play where you're charging out of the crease. You wind up and you deliver a blocker punch to the face of Chris Chelios, where well, there's no question that that is an intent to
0: injure. <laughs> I love that you pick Jellios. <laughs> okay, some more from Tampa, Boston. As as we had some some good and some some bad uh, on a play as well. First goal of the game scored by Tampa's Eric Chernak. The Lightning defenseman winds up and fires the shot into Linus Ulmark's chest. He squeezes tight. Referee Kelly Sutherland blows the whistle, but then Ulmark poops the puck out underneath him and it dribbles across the goal line the officials talked they reviewed they looked at the video and said uh you know what continuous play good goal i'm i think that this worked perfectly they got it right
1: yeah this is one of those situations that clearly illustrates how continuous play rule is supposed to work the puck entered the net as the culmination of a continuous play that was unaffected by the whistle Allmark's not doing anything different. He thinks he stopped the puck. He hasn't, but the fact that Sutherland blew the whistle, it didn't change anything on the ice. Allmark doesn't react differently. The the defenseman doesn't stop skating. Nothing happens because of the whistle being blown. Even though it sounded before the puck crossed the line, this is what the continuous play rule is intended to protect when it comes to goals scored. So I know fans get frustrated between how do we have continuous play when a goal can score after the whistle, and how do we have intent to blow when the play is dead before the whistle, but they're very different circumstances. They don't apply in the same types of situations. And this one clearly was the right call for a continuous play. So uh, so good move. Sutherland, quick on the draw there, but the league got it right.
0: Yes, absolutely. And again, that's the purpose of video review to make sure that everything is, is the way it's supposed to be. Let's deal with the easy suspension first. Vancouver Canucks... <laughs> defenseman Nikita Zadorov got suspended for 2 games for an illegal check to the head of Detroit Red Wings forward Lucas Raymond. Zadorov Zord- was assessed a, a match penalty on the in, on the play and hit to the head, check to the head. That gets you a hearing, that gets you a suspension.
1: It, it does. And this one was a no brainer. I, my favorite part about the suspension is, it, I mean, we saw it was going to be coming. It, you knew he was going to get a game or two, but I love that Zadorov speaks out about it and, and said it was a bad hit. I mean, he, he admitted that it was a bad hit. It was nice, a little refreshing to hear a player actually admit that, Hey, I mistimed my hit. I was going to go for the body. I caught him in the head. You got me. Um, so much like Player Safety said, he could have delivered a legal hit. He took the wrong angle, ends up hitting the head, and uh, worth two games. This is consistent with what we've seen from Player Safety this season. So, no, no problem with the headshot for two games from from me, and uh, no problem apparently from Zadorov as well.
0: I got to think that scores you a few points with player safety as well. I, I was trying to make a hit. I, I, I got it wrong. I missed. And and just, you know, you're throwing yourself on the mercy of the court, so to speak.
1: Yeah. And you know, he said, I mean, if he came out saying it here, he obviously said it in the hearing that he had with player safety to discuss the hit because they have that review. They have that discussion back and forth. And it's probably better to admit, you know, there's there's no argument you, you you didn't hit the guy in the head. Your shoulders hitting him in the head. It's it's a clear headshot. So you're right, Todd. Maybe there's some benefit of the doubt there. You know, like we can't go lower. We we've got its two games. But you're contrite. You're apologetic. You understand that you did something wrong, and hopefully you won't do it again. But isn't that the point? Isn't that why we suspend players so that the behavior
0: stops? I, I think Zadorov learned his lesson here yeah, I, I would I would agree with you there. There was another situation this past week. Maybe you've heard about it. I don't know. It's been uh, sort of kept under wraps. It involves the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators, uh, Ridley Gregg, Morgan Riley. Maybe people have heard about it. So just to recap quickly. Uh, end of the game, empty net. Ridley Greg uh, wires a half clap or full clap or whatever term you would like to use into the empty net from the hash marks. Um, and Morgan Riley takes exception to it and has the cross check up around the ears maybe the best way to summarize this is that everyone wants the players to show more personality so ridley greg does and then you know a player takes exception to it and because that's that's not the thing we do riley was suspended for five games by the national hockey league the news cycle keeps turning because now the suspension is being appealed I think that five games was chosen specifically because the only appeal is to the commissioner. And I don't believe for a second he is going to reduce that. And I'm placing the over under on the <laughs> 12 pages as the decision when Gary Bettman renders it at some point soon. So let's let's talk about the incident first. Um I don't have a problem with Ridley Greggs doing a slap shot into the into the empty net like that. It's uh it, it's a player showing personality, it's an emotional back and forth game between two rivals. He let out a, a bit of emotion. I have no issue with that at all. I don't either. I mean you can call it disrespectful, it's allowed to be disrespectful.
1: You can be mad about it as Riley was, and you can choose to react. What you can't do is react the way that Riley did. So I, I think, obviously, his his reaction was disproportionate to what it was. We have guys being flashy. We have guys showboating. We have stuff like that. You've got an empty net. What difference does it make how the guy scores the goal into the empty net? I, I, I saw a clip online the other day, Todd. It made me laugh. I don't recall what league it was from, but the the player skates up to the empty net, stops right in front of the goal line, holds the puck there, waves to the opposing team like taunting them and then slowly just taps it in with one hand. That's a bit more insulting. That's a bit more deserving of a response. I don't know. A guy skating in and just firing a slapper on an empty net is to me a really non-issue. So, I don't know that I buy all the code and the disrespect and all of that stuff. I know it's an it's the end of the game, but it's personality. It's it's entertainment and if we forget that entertainment is part of the game i mean if you're against this you're you're probably not a big fan of the michigan or any of the other things that have done or things in shootouts but look like you said it's personality whether you like it or hate it that greg knows what he's doing he's drawing negative attention he's he's trolling he's getting that heat uh, you just can't react the way Riley did to it, but I have no problem with it. I think if you want to do it, yeah, you you might get challenged, you might get hit hard. You should expect that you're going to get some flack, but uh, maybe not this type of reaction. So I, I'm okay with Greg doing it. I mean, what what are you going to do? Give him a minor penalty for unsportsmanlike on that?
0: Well, well, that's that's exactly it. If you want, if you don't want this sort of thing, I don't think it rises to the level no. of taunting the way the NFL has a, a taunting penalty. But if you do want to eliminate it, you can make a you can make it applicable that you get a 2 minute unsportsmanlike conduct penalty again not going to have a lot of teeth there's 5 seconds left in the game right. are you really going to so two and you're already uh, up by an insurmountable lead but it at least it gets noted and maybe it stops but let okay so now the 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 suspension of 5 games whether it's worthy or not i've got no issue with it um does he hit the shoulder pad first maybe but his clear intent is to deliver a significant blow. I don't know if I'm quite exact on the quote with uh, the Department <laughs> of Player Safety video, but Morgan Riley's trying to take his head off, basically.
1: He is, and uh, it, you know he did. And you're cross-checking a your guy to the face. We talked about it just last week. Of let's look at situations. You know, you've got it's after the whistle. You've got uh, non-game action going on. You've got a stick that ends up in somebody's face. All of the criteria that i think make it more severe of a penalty so if this happens in front of the net battling for position and trying to fight for uh, for space to fight for the puck maybe there's a little more leeway but when you're you're after the play you're away from the puck there's nothing going on here and you're still getting a stick in the face it it deserves a more severe penalty I think we're, we're not at the Dale Hunter 20 plus games level, but I think five is, is definitely where I would start for this one. I think you nailed it though, that it's the sweet spot between appeals. The appeal goes to Bettman. It doesn't go to the neutral outside arbitrator. We've seen the arbitrator has come down and reduced suspensions in the past. Usually they're longer to begin with because they have to be to get that threshold to go to the arbitrator. But I don't anticipate Bettman's going to reduce this one at all. I think when you've got an intentional high stick to the face, you've got a cross check to the face. Maybe he was going shoulders, but he was going high, and he did contact him in the face. So I I can't argue with five games. Uh, I was on the fence when they were talking about whether it was an in-person hearing or not, that... If you're if you're going to do this, it should be at least five games, whether it's phone or in person or whatever you're doing. We have to be looking at five games as a starting point for the suspension. So in, in a way, I guess I should say I was relieved that he got five games for it because I think anything less sends the wrong message.
0: Well, David Perron got six, so yep. I think Morgan Rylan getting five is is kind of in line. What also puzzled me is the incredible disparity, and I understand that part of this is because of the fan base of, of your affiliation, but the incredible disparity of some said, well, maybe it's a fine, and others suggested it be 20 games. Now, come on, <laughs> let, let's try to get in, back into the real world here and maybe narrow down just a little bit. I I, I can't understand that that stuff that's being spewed that way.
1: No, no, this is, I mean, it's more than fine, right? We, we don't look at nothing's incidental here. Nothing's accidental. This, like I said, this isn't a hockey play. So to me, the fact that it's after the whistle and entirely unrelated and to a player who's not engaged, we've seen some clips circulating around uh, some cross checks up high that have happened before between two guys who are jawing at each other, who are engaged. Greg has nothing to do with what's going on here. Riley actually absolutely goes after him. I mean, he skates in watches it from right behind as he's doing a a glide in on the back check there. And then he's unsuspecting that anything is coming, let alone a a cross check to the head. So I, I think that those factors are what, what make it go up into the four plus games. But look, it's frustration. It is a cross check to the head. It's not, he wasn't trying to, injure the guy. He was trying to send a message. He was frustrated here. I don't think this reaches that level of, uh, you know, a Rafi Torres type headshot where you're literally head hunting and hoping to injure a guy. So I I could not see them going even eight to 10. That seemed too much for this Uh, five to seven. I I thought just because of the intentional nature of the cross check
0: was where we'd end up. We'll see what happens with uh, the suspension, but the good news is that the the news cycle will live on, likely for another week or so. I'm I'm curious as as to what happens with with players showing actual personality first, as we, as, as we mentioned. I didn't have an issue with it. Uh, apparently, Hall of Fame goaltender Henrik Lundqvist didn't have an issue with it, but uh, the fourth line. Uh, Player, Former players that are analysts, apparently this was the worst thing that has ever happened in the league, and I, I, I personally don't get it myself. If you want to show personality, it's, it, it, you, you hit a game-winning home run, you flip the bat. I don't have an issue with that. This is the same kind of thing, but apparently this is one of the unwritten rules in the NHL, which our friend Sean McIndoe did a great piece on The Athletic about this past week, unwritten rules. It's sensational.
1: Yeah, before we talk anything more about those dot, I think you're you're right on the reaction there. It's it's a bat flip, it's a celebratory moment. It's something that, yeah, you can hate it. I would hate it if it was being done to my team. It doesn't mean I'm gonna go out and, and deliver a suspension worthy cross check in response. I mean, the next time I'm on the ice, might I try to goad the guy into a fight? Or am I gonna make sure that I see when he's out there and I'm going after him with a legal hard body check? Would I would I like to make his next game miserable? Absolutely. Uh, if I feel it's disrespectful, sure, but I don't know, as a, as a fan or as somebody who's not on the opposing team, it's fun to see that kind of personality. It, it's nice to see guys for whatever reason that are, are trying to do something a little bit more with it. Again, I'd hate it as an opponent. I might not like it as a teammate, like, oh, you know, settle down there, but that's that's the the hockey thinking of what's the code? What am I not supposed to do? What am I allowed to do? Where am I being disrespectful? I mean, look, there's a lot of respect in the game and there's a lot of things that i think people are a bit more sensitive about look we had a celebration we had an overtime goal we had jake walman do the gritty after scoring overtime goal Uh, should he be expecting a headshot for that (laughs) like well i felt disrespected by that if if i just lost (laughs) the game and you're doing that in front of my bench come on
0: that it, it, that's exactly it. Should you not be allowed to celebrate your success? I mean you go back a little further Alex Ovechkin doing the hot stick uh, oh, with, yeah. the, with the, I, I I'm good with that. We want <laughs> players to show and and demonstrate personality let, let uh, I, let's have that. Basketball has you know slam dunks over other players. Like what's yeah. what is the problem with having excitement and you you said it you're in the entertainment business. Right. your job is to entertain people watching and in the building.
1: Hey, if we're scoring goals legally, if it's the Michigan, if it's the, the Michigan flip or whatever we want to call the pass that was over the net like that the one time that we saw those types of things, if they're legal, I mean, do it. If you feel it's disrespectful, fine, but I, I don't know. I think we can't be in one breath going after Greg for saying that you were disrespectful in this and then at the same time sharing all the wonderful sellies that happen after goals and saying, oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, it's the, the same level of disrespect. If you're good with one, you got to be good with the other.
0: I would think, but as we mentioned, our our friend Sean McIndoo did a terrific piece on the the unwritten rules uh, of, of hockey. It's fun. It's worth a read. Uh, I I don't know if I have a favorite, but I just think it's fun and it's it's good at poking fun at the game, which he does regularly.
1: Yeah, I I, I like some of them are uh, are funny. Some of them are are pretty practical, the stay on your own side of the ice during pregame warm up (laughs) is actually a written rule. But uh, the 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 unwritten ones, especially around fighting and all the the decorum and the code that goes into what you should and shouldn't do during a fight and when you should drop the gloves, those kinds of things. That's the part that gets a little crazy, gets a little frustrating. And and those are probably the ones that the old tough guys, they lament the days when the rule and the code was uh, handled a little bit differently just because they made a living dropping the gloves. They want to fight.
0: And I get that, but it also strikes me that we use that phrase so often whenever something like this comes up, is the unwritten rules. And you know what? Hockey's been around since the 1800s. The NHL was formed in 1917. Maybe someone ought to write down the unwritten rules so we can avoid (laughs) this silliness.
1: Good stuff, man. Get in the box. It's the Scouting the Refs podcast. Read more at scoutingtherefs.com. Follow Scouting the Refs on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at heyref Ref at scoutingtherefs.com. you good, Subscribe, share, and keep those sticks down. Good play.